0: Hey guys, uh, Dominic Ferrara, the editor in chief of films with coming at you once again with a reaction podcast from Filmfest 919 in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, tonight I'm going to be talking about Trey Edward Schultz's latest film, Waves. Uh, this film stars Sterling K. Brown, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Renee Lees Goldsberry, uh, Lucas Hedges, and. It's really a, a hard film to describe uh, without, without really spoiling, so I'm going to do my best. Um, the film follows a family, a family of four, um, whose life is turned upside down uh, when tragedy strikes. Uh, this is a, a really heavy, tough movie to watch at times. Uh, especially in its first half. Um, it feels like two different movies because of that. The first half uh, focuses on Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s character and is much more loud and boisterous and in-your-face than the second half. The second half um, focuses on the uh, young daughter of the family, played by Taylor Russell, and... It's much more contemplative and cerebral and really inward looking than, than the first half of the movie is. Um, the performances across the board here, I'll, I'll start off with, with those, are, are just excellent. Um, Sterling K. Brown really stands out as, as he always does. He, he is one of our best actors and uh, he shows it here. Uh, a really just, just beautiful performance um, in the way that he's able to sound so assuring, but also can give a look that, that provides this feeling of menace um, over the course of, of his scenes. Uh, there's just one scene in particular uh, where he's had a wrestling match, Uh, where he just looks at uh, Kevin Harrison Jr.'s character and that look is etched into my brain. Um, Kevin Harrison Jr. is also excellent in this film. Um, He has a very difficult character arc in this film, and he really carries it and plays it in stride. Um, It's It's tough to watch, but he is gripping, and it's very difficult to take your eyes off the screen whenever he is on camera and in the frame. Uh, Taylor Russell, on the other hand, in that second half of the movie, she's much more laid back and contemplative and quiet, um, almost in a way reacting to the first half of the film, and it's a very different type of performance from what Harrison delivers. And he is also... She, I should say, is also so good, and really uh, brings forward uh, the love that this movie talks about a a lot. You know, there's a scene probably about 10, 15 minutes into the movie where the entire family is at church and the pastor is giving this sermon about love and hate and how there's so much of both in the world. And that really is the thesis of the movie, is how um, we, we should be loving each other as people, and that there is so much hate in the world, and that when there is hate in the world, that it can really bring us down and drag us down. Um, That scene really lays out that moment bare. Um, It's a movie that definitely is pushing uh, through this (laughs) very difficult time, and it takes a while for it to, I shouldn't say it takes a while for it to get moving, but I should say um, it really um, it is b- putting the an audience member through a lot to reach the catharsis that it reaches uh, at, at the end of the film. There's a, just a beautiful emotional cathartic moment um, with Taylor Russell and Lucas Hedges' character. Um, mostly, Lucas Hedges' character gets the gets the, the his own emotional catharsis, and that emotional catharsis brings about catharsis for um russell's character but that that third act brings the whole movie into focus um even though kelvin harrison jr is definitely not in the second half of the movie as nearly as much as he is in the first half he really carries the first half of that movie but his, his story is still being told through um, his sister's story and, and it's a, a really beautiful film in that matter uh, thematically, this movie's a lot, like I said, uh, talking a lot about love and hate, talking about the sort of struggles that we that uh, young people deal with in their everyday lives now, um, talking about the family unit and what it means to be a family and how a family can react to a traumatic event and, and how that trauma can really push a family to the brink, uh, no matter how strong they were before. Um, it's it's a lot, and it's a lot to sit through. It's a it's a tough watch, and I completely understand um, anyone who who finds this a, a really really hard movie to watch in that way. Um, like I said, the there's a, a moment in the middle of the film where you know the shoe drops and everything changes. And the the moments leading up to that, you know something is going to happen. There's this sense of dread hanging over the film um, as uh, Trey, Trey Edward Schultz and his cinematographer track with Harrison as he walks through this party. And there's just this this sense of, you know it's really hard to watch. I I covered my eyes at one point because I was just like, oh no, what, what's going to happen? Something is going to happen. I don't know what, and it's terrifying. Um, in a way, just uh, it kept me guessing as to what was going to happen. I thought something else was going to happen. Uh, as far as I knew, a shoe was going to drop at some point. Um, I guessed wrong initially, so that's a good sign. Um, but and a lot of that has to do with the cinematography here the the way uh that scene is constructed and shot it's a gorgeous looking film um very colorful camera movement is everywhere um i mean really one of the first shots of the movie is just they put a camera in the middle of a car spins around at 360 degrees and they they go with that effect a few times throughout the film uh really effectively Um, kind of setting up this sort of whirlwind epic in a way. An epic that's only like two hours long, which is so nice. Uh, the screenplay is excellent as well. Um, the dialogue is just so crisp and it doesn't feel like a, like a writer's screenplay. It feels like a screenplay um, that is made up of actual conversations people would have and i know that sounds very basic for for a movie and for a screenplay but that's really difficult to do and it just felt right uh, this whole thing felt right and a lot of that has to do with the the actors um playing these roles and like i said they are all so excellent in this film um excellent soundtrack too um, and it, it, like i said it's the soundtrack changes from the first half to the second half the first half is much more rap heavy bass heavy sort of, uh, you know, you know, more boisterous music, but in the second half of the film, it's much more R&B, much more melodic, much more soulful, um, sort of dealing with that contemplative nature of Emily, uh, Taylor Russell's character. Um, all in all, Waves is a pretty remarkable film in what it sets out to do, at least to me. Um, it really does a, just a, a wonderful job of communicating uh, this message of love and hate and how really they're connected and they're the same. And in one instant, one can become the other and change your life forever in some way. And it, it's, it's really remarkable in that way. Like I said, the performances are excellent. Trey Edward Schultz continues to be one of our, our better young filmmakers. I can't wait to see what he does next. This is only his third feature film, which is unbelievable, um, that, that a filmmaker so young and so early in his career is getting a chance to make features like this and you know, make them so well uh, and cast them so well. He, he is absurdly talented. It's a beautiful movie to look at, despite it being hard to sit through, and that's really a credit to the cinematographer. And again, it's, it's a much more, um, that cinematography helps to create that tension in the first act, and then also relieve it in the second, um, as, as it switches. It's also worth noting in terms of the cinematography, um, I meant to mention this earlier, uh, when that shoe drops in the middle of the film, um, it, we're, it's not just jarring in the sense of like, oh my God, that just happened. Uh, Schultz switches formats and he switches aspect ratios. Um, when, when that moment happens, most of the movie is in this beautiful widescreen, colorful digital, uh, photography, but there's a section in the, the middle of the film, um, uh, from the moment the shoe drops to um, that first moment where where happiness starts to return uh, for for Emily, um, where it's clearly shot on film instead of on digital. And the aspect ratio is, you know, it's just playing out on a rectangle in the middle of the screen with the black bars on the the left side and right side of the screen. which is similar to something like First Reformed or the Lighthouse or something of that nature. And it, it really does, that sort of old grainy, uh, grainier look that that gives the film uh, really puts into perspective the jarring nature of the, this trauma that the family is, has gone through and the, the, you know, having such a sudden change also, you know, marks how sudden of a change this is and the lives of this family. Um, It's a really remarkable film. I'll have a written review up on Films of Ferrara next week, hopefully. Um, Well, I won't give it a score, I'm going to it with Marriage Story. This is just me getting out my thoughts as I got out of the movie fairly recently. There was also a really interesting Q&A session (laughs) after the screening tonight. Um, Just a a little audience discussion of the film, uh, led by the, the festival's program director, Claudia Puig. He was a film critic for NPR and is the president of the Los Angeles Film Critics Association. Um, It was reaction to the film was very divided by age. I noticed Um, a lot of the younger people in the audience thought it was sort of, you know, familiar to their own living experience. And as young people in this era and in this age, and a lot of the older people thought that the film was too older audience members thought the film was too long or uh to quote one person didn't have a good story which is a wild thing to discuss or to say about this movie all things considered uh, at least to me again just a, I think it's a remarkable film it's in theaters in november from A 24. please go see it if you get the chance it it's a, a really special film and i'm glad that filmmakers still get a chance to make films like this um, because I I think it's important in what it discusses and important in terms of this being a movie starring a family of color where race really isn't that big a deal, Um, which it definitely should be in, in movies. I'm not trying to say movies like this shouldn't deal with race, but I think that just happens so irregularly where a film like this is you know that is not centered on race um there's one one scene where sterling k brown sits down with Calvin harrison jr and talks about race and it's really only one line um but i, I do think it's notable that with such irregularity uh, around that that concept that that this film you know is a movie about a family of color that that is not inherently you know all about race Um, Certainly, race plays a role in the film. I'm I'm not gonna say it doesn't, but I did think that was very interesting um, in terms of discussing the film. Um, That's gonna do it here from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, Tomorrow, I'll be seeing three films. Um, Hopefully, I'll get a chance to come back from those films tomorrow night, and I'll knock out all three recordings afterwards tomorrow night I'll have reactions. It'll just be one podcast uh, where I'm going to discuss Celine Chiamas' Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Fernando Moraes' The Two Popes, and James Mangold's Ford vs. Ferrari. I'm really excited to see and talk about all three of those films. Um, Again, written reviews for most of these films in some way, shape, or form will be appearing on Films with Ferrara in the coming days and weeks ahead and the podcast in its regular form will be returning soon i hope you guys um, join us again when it comes back um i forgot to plug this on the podcast yesterday please follow me on twitter at dom five please 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 follow the films of ferrara account at film with ferrara on twitter or like us on facebook at films with ferrara um, again on the site's twitter account it's at film with ferrara not films with ferrara um thanks to twitter's 15 character limit um it's very unfortunate i know but i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to hear about waves i'm so glad that you guys are interested in the film if you have clicked to listen and uh, enjoy the movies thank you so much